the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, November the 18th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On November 18th, 1978, U.S. Representative Leo Ryan, he was a representative from California, he and four others were killed on an airstrip in Jonestown, Guyana. They were killed by members of the People's Temple. The killings were followed by a night of mass murder and suicide, resulting in the deaths of more than 900 cult members. It was 909, exactly. It was a horrific time in history. I remember when I heard the news, I could hardly believe it. I mean, it just caught me off guard. I I think none of us expected something like that to be done under the guise of religion. It was a cult, for sure. But it happened. Jim Jones was an interesting guy. He actually started out in more traditional circles, pastoring some small churches when he was young. Uh, they were, uh, they, I know who they are, and I, I don't want to incriminate um, the denominations because it wasn't their fault. But he was in a couple of holiness-type denominational churches. And uh, anyway, he had a very uh, outgoing, charismatic-type uh, personality, I didn't know him. I'd never met him before, but I, I knew people who knew him uh, at the time had or had known him in the past. But anyway, he just veered off track and he kept going further and further, you know, into a cult. And um, he he started a church in Indianapolis in the 50s. He um, then he moved later on to Northern California. I think he was in Ukiah or somewhere. Then he ended up moving his congregation, and it had kind of picked up people along the way. And he moved it to San Francisco in the 1970s, and um, he named it People's Temple, it was called. And uh, they ended up, he was preaching kind of a utopia. He preached against racism a lot, and so a lot of black people uh, were in his church. Not all black, but a lot. And there were also a number of people who were very conspiracy, conspiracy, you know, minded, and he was good at spinning tales, I can tell you for sure, and uh, from everything I've read. But anyway, he finally cre- convinced his congregation that it, they had a tract of land in Guyana, and it was going to be in the jungle, and it was going to be a kind of a Garden of Eden on Earth or kind of a paradise on Earth. And he used scriptures to communicate that, of course. And anyway, that ended up in them, and they're moving down there. Well, when they got down there, the people that were working for him, I'm this is all from memory, but I, I'm I'm correct on this. I know the people that were were with him were working in the fields long hours. They weren't getting paid. Then there was an episode that kind of creeped into the news. I remember I saw it in the in the uh, L.A. Times. I think we were living in Los Angeles at the time in the North Hollywood Church. And um, I saw that, and he, had, people were were beginning to tell others that their their passports had been confiscated. That uh, pastor, <laughs> the pastor Jim Jones, was holding them so they wouldn't get lost, but they couldn't get them back if they wanted them. 
So all of this stuff was going on, and this led up to the fact that this um, Leo Ryan, the representative from California, he had a, I think it was a daughter, he had a child, I'm pretty sure it was a daughter, that had joined this group, and she and a couple of her friends were down there, and he couldn't make contact with her. So anyway, he and and, uh, four others uh, flew down there to find out what in the world was going on, and the... uh, whomever, somebody with Jim Jones' group killed them. And then that night, they drank this cyanide-laced Kool-Aid. I mean, it was like punch. And the next morning, there were pictures taken from the air, and they still exist. They're out there. And you you could see these bodies all laying around where they had been amassed, and he had been directing them, kind of like an outdoor church service kind of thing. And uh, in the end, as I said, there were 909 people dead. About a third of them were kids, little kids, children. Horrible. Today, in 1883, the United States and Canada adopted a system of standard time zones. If you've noticed on the map, our time zones run all the way up north. Today, in 1963, the Bell System introduced the first commercial touchtone telephone system. We've moved way beyond that, haven't we? Today, in 1966, U.S. uh, Roman Catholic bishops did away with the rule against eating meat on Fridays outside of Lent. Today, in 1976, uh, Spain's parliament approved a bill to establish a democracy after 37 years of dictatorship. Today, in 2003, Massachusetts Supreme Supreme Judicial Court ruled 4-3 that the state constitution guaranteed gay couples the right to marry. Mitt Romney was the governor of Massachusetts at the time. I want to share a verse with you. I think it is important. In Psalm, all, all scripture is important, but I think this would particularly, in light of what we're going to be talking about today, in light of the episode in a horrible tragedy in Jonestown all those years ago, it's easy to be misled in our world today. All of us can be misled. No one is above being misled, but we guard ourselves against being misled by seeking regularly, daily, often, all the time, God's direction in our lives. Can we make mistakes? Of course we can. Can we be misled? Of course we can. Can we make a wrong decision on something? Yes, we can, but we we need to constantly be looking at things and I say this often on this program because the the worst thing in the world would be for anyone to start looking to a person, an organization, a church, uh, whatever, for ultimate guidance. Ultimate guidance has to come in our lives, has to come from God. And God speaks to our hearts. He gives us impressions, inclinations. But the way to see God clearly and perfectly is through his word. And that's why everything we talk about on this program, I try to couch it, because I'm coming first and foremost as a minister, and secondly, as a commentator about what's going on in our world. I don't know all this stuff, but I mean, I know you know that, you've probably noticed, but I try to put it in the context of of the scriptural, the, the spiritual, the biblical point of view, worldview is what we call it. So... 
there are there's so much deception in our world today. It's just overwhelming. I mean, you can't. <laughs> I know it sounds cynical, but you can't hardly believe anything anymore. I mean, there's always yeah, but you know, it's really not that way. I mean, politicians, of course, are leading the parade. They're carrying the banner. But we find that in so many aspects of our lives. So I want to leave this verse with you today, Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. I would take from that, there are a number of things that could be taken from that, but I would take from that verse is that if we are close to the Lord, and if we are looking at our life with a biblical worldview through biblical truth, we are looking at things through God's eye, because that is God's word is God's word, and God's word is infallible, and it is everlasting. All of the things around us are going to be gone someday, but the word of God will not. And so that is the safe place, as the left likes to call certain places, but that is the ultimate safe place. For all of us, because the closer we stay to the Lord, the more we focus on the things that are happening, the issues, difficulties in our own lives, reversals, whatever it is, decisions we have to make. As we look at that through the lens of God's word, things get very clear. And God leads us in that way. Yes, he speaks to our hearts. He gives us inclinations. I believe that. There, he, he has given us the gift of discernment as followers of, of Jesus Christ. But we ultimately look at things through the Word of God. If, if it checks out, we're in, moving in the right direction. If it doesn't check out, no matter who says what and how much is at stake, and if it doesn't check out with the Word of God, don't go there. Just don't do it. Um, we live in a time of deception. Enough said. You, you get the point. Speaking of deception, <laughs> it sure looks like Chuck Schumer who is the leader for a matter of days now. Well, no, I guess he'll continue. In the Senate, he's the Democrat. He just confirmed what he has been calling, and others in the Democratic Party, a right-wing conspiracy theory. He just confirmed it at a microphone this week. Conservatives just came out of the closet. I mean, they were just going after him verbally. And um, on Wednesday... He was making comments supporting a path to citizenship for the nation's illegal immigration po population. Uh, let me just give you a, a highlight of that. I want to talk a little bit more about what I was talking about yesterday as well. Uh, we talked about it on this program, and I wrote an article about it yesterday. About on the on the floor, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer also proclaimed yesterday that faith, his faith, has been justified, and no one can now stop the gay marriage bill. So we're going to come back to that in a moment and talk about it. But let me let me touch on this, about this conspiracy theory slash illegal immigration. It, it's amazing. This pro-abortion Democrat, Chuck Schumer, the leader of the PAC, he was lamenting the shortage of workers in the United States, and he pointed out that the U.S. population is not reproducing on its own with the same level that it used to. And he's right. It isn't. It's in decline. That is the first warning of, of people who study such things. The first warning signal that a nation is in decline. It's when they're not reproducing themselves. So 
there are those conservatives, commentators, and so on, many of the names we know, um, they have been talking about this. I may have mentioned it. I don't know because it's been in the news. It's in and out of the news. But there's they keep saying there's a great replacement theory. I mean, that's what it's come to be known as. And some of the conservative guys have been saying, look, the reason that that our population is in decline, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons, one of the glaring reasons is abortion. These people have gone nuts trying to see how many babies they can abort under this women's health care thing that they have a right to do. They don't have a right to do that, and it's murder. But they keep doing it, and it's not a few babies. It's millions and millions and millions of babies. So a person with a with an IQ of 10 could figure out if you're killing babies wholesale across the nation and you're fighting for rights to do it more and more often, I mean, it probably would impact your, you know, the the population at some point. Well, every time somebody has said that out loud, like David Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh's brother, has written about that quite a bit. Well, they just go after him and they say, well, he's an attorney. He's very well spoken and deeply committed to the Lord. And they go after him and they say, well, this great, that's just a conspiracy. And the right wing, the far right wing, the religious right wing is always talking about the fact that, you know, well, abortion is the problem here. And it's this great replacement theory that we're trying to replace this country with with peasants, with little working people and create a new America and make it different. Well, they go on and on about that and they belittle the people that point it out. But here we have. We have Chuck Schumer, who is the the banner carrier, the lead dog for the uh, for the Democrats, and he's out here lamenting to the press. I mean, this isn't like in a back room somewhere where somebody left the microphone on. He's out there telling the press. He said, "Man, I'm really concerned. We're not reproducing uh, our, our in our own country. We're not re- reproducing our our population." And he knows what that means. I mean, everybody that has any sense knows, if they paid attention to things, that that means the nation's in decline. So he said, the only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help dreamers uh, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are. He knows that, that 11 million is a lie. He knows that. There there are not 11 million of them in America. Nobody knows for sure how many there are. But that number that he's that 11 million, you hear Joe Biden use the same same number. That's from a 2005 Pew Research Center study. 2005. That's how many years from a long time. Five 2005 study found that 11 million illegal immigrants Aliens were living in the United States. A Yale study in 2018 said that found that the number was as high as 29 million, but they said it could be a lot more. That's more likely, a lot more. It's around 40 million plus, some are saying. I mean, we have a problem with illegal immigration. So Schumer has created, he and Pelosi and all of these people have created this problem. I mean, particularly recently, but over time, every time they've had an opportunity and been in power, they've opened the borders to the best of their ability. And this time they've really succeeded at it. 
So millions are pouring across our border. And he's lamenting the fact that our nation is in decline. Is he suggesting that they're going to replace all of the babies that are not being native-born, that they're killing? Is he suggesting now that we want to import illegal aliens to meet that need because we're so committed to abortion, we're willing to kill our own children, but we're not... We're not, we haven't been willing to let people just flood into the U.S. and create a new uh, body politic of, of the United States of America. So he was saying this, and man, these guys jumped all over this. These conservatives, they came out of the woodwork, thankfully, you know, good for them. And they were, they were tweeting all over the place. David Limbaugh was one of them. He said, and why do you think, Mr. Culture of Death, that we aren't producing like we used to? Well, <laughs> abortion, obviously. The sharper politics guy, he's put Democrats push abortion, homosexuality, and gender transition, then complain about fertility rates. <clears throat> that is so true. You can't have <clears throat> men marrying each other and women, so-called, marrying each other, killing unwanted babies by the millions, and expect a nation to be healthy and robust and, and growing with native-born kids. I mean, they know better than that. That's what happens. That's why it's important that Christians are involved in the in the culture. That's why we've got to be a light, salt, and light. These Christians and some of them, some of my friends are among them. They sit on the sidelines and they go, "Well, boy, this things sure aren't looking good, are they?" And they never get involved in any kind of process, the local politics, school boards, whatever. And they sometimes criticize those. I've been criticized by my brothers sometimes, some of them, not not most, but some. But they criticize those who are. They say, well, God didn't want us involved in politics. We are involved by virtue of being alive. We're involved in politics. You can trace it all the way back to the earliest scripture. There's always been a political thread in human experience. Jesus spoke of it. No, that we're, it's political is not the ultimate goal, but it's the process of living our lives and being light and salt at this point in the world in our time on this earth. So anyway, here's Schumer up there talking about his deep concern about the fact that we're not reproducing ourselves and our fertility rates are down, and yet... They're doing everything in their power politically to put policies in place that reduces the population. And so he said, well, you know, voila, here's the answer. Open the borders even wider than they are. We've got to get these people in and let's make them all citizens. And someone is, has said in one of the articles, there's a bunch of them out there this morning as a result of his comments, but somebody, somebody was saying, what's he trying to do? Create a whole country of peasants so we can bow down to the few at the top? I can answer that question. I'm sure it's crossed his mind. I don't know that, but I would guess that. Yesterday, on a different topic, Senator Schumer said, he said yesterday's vote, yesterday would have been the day before, of course, yesterday, but he said this yesterday. He said yesterday's vote was a vindication. This is the vote on this so-called uh, you know, marriage bill, 
protecting marriage. He said yesterday's vote was a vindication that is well worth the wait. While nothing was inevitable about the result, I never lost faith that deep down enough down enough of our colleagues would understand how important it was to get this bill done. I'm glad that the faith has been that that faith I'm glad that that faith has now been justified. While some may want to delay passage, some may uh, may want to delay delay the process, make no mistake, there's no stopping this bill from final passage. The bill is deceptive. It's misleading. It's as deceptive as Jim Jones was, just in a different way. They're telling us one thing, but they're doing something else. It is so deceptive, I believe that it has misled at least some of the Republicans, I, I want to think that at least, who have voted for it. Twelve in the Senate and 47 in the House. There's There were that many Republicans willing to vote against their party's platform and against the voters that sent them to their career job in Washington, D.C.? I would like to think that they were simply misled. They didn't knowingly and in an informed way make that decision. But whatever, they voted for it. They should be tagged, and you should never vote for them. That This is life and death. I mean, this has to do with killing children. It's the most barbaric act that humanity's ever done in history. I mean, they were worshiping Baal putting their babies in the arms of these molten, these casts of uh, iron cast or bronze cast, whatever they were, this god, this Molech, and they're putting their babies in the arms as the fire heats it up and burning their babies as an act of worship. So here we are today, we're worshiping abortion because we don't want an inconvenient baby. I have a career or whatever. Man, I mean, we're off track. So he's saying, <laughs> he's saying this RFMA, that's this marriage deal, he said, it's a necessary piece of legislation for us to protect marriage when in fact it destroys it. Supporters of this legislation have said the expected consideration of this amendment they came out with is nothing but a facade. I mean, it, it isn't going to change anything. It's a messaging exercise that has no teeth. Religious Americans are still going to be subject to discrimination, targeting under the bill. In all of this, in addition to it, just keeps rolling along as as we have been. Any senator who's serious about religious liberty would be insisting on the inclusion of at least Senator Mike Lee's, and he voted against it. He's a Mormon. The Mormon Church is advocating for this bill now, as I mentioned yesterday. Mitt Romney is all over the place. He gets in front of every camera that he can find and talks about, you know, how his concern, and it seems to be, his concern seems to be a, a, some kind of a covering for America. At least that's what I take from his attitude and demeanor as he talks about such things. But nonetheless, um, he's out there. And the more his Mormon church is is behind this. I mean, they're advocating for it now. It's a quite a switch from where they have been in the past. But the Heritage Foundation's Roger uh, Roger Siravino uh, he he writes a lot on these kinds of things. He 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 said this so-called religious liberty amendment would provide nothing that's not already guaranteed. 
He said that's the whole point of it. He said it doesn't cover areas where forced participation in same-sex celebration still occurs, such as with private bakers, florists, photographers, other wedding vendors. He said the drafters of these amendments are conjuring the illusion of religious freedom while undercutting it at every turn. Same thing they're doing with immigration and, and illegal aliens. Same thing. I mean, these are two same things on the same track, just about different issues in our culture. To be clear, there's no risk of any legally married same-sex couple under the law now losing anything. So the only reason to add Congress explicit blessing to this is so that they can get Schumer and Pelosi and all those people, so they can get same-sex marriage, quote-unquote, as a national policy. Then they can use it as a club to beat up on whomever isn't submitting to that particular point of view. And a lot of people cannot. I can't. I won't. They can bring out the club, but I won't, I won't blink on that one. And I hope you won't either. They're looking for a blessing on this whole movement of so-called gay marriage. God calls it despicable. God condemns it. Are we going to look through God's eye at the culture and what's going on, or are we going to look through our own eye and say, well, things have changed. I mean, it's not, you know, I know what used to be in the 50s, and Dad went to work, and Mom baked a pie, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, some things have changed culturally, but that hasn't. Human sexuality, murdering children, the list goes on. That's where this country is headed as long as these people are running the country. And some people say, well, I didn't vote. I mean, well, you know, what does one vote mean? Or they say, as I already said, I don't want to get involved in politics. I'm above that. I'm too spiritual for that. I said that once from the pulpit as, as a pastor, and I wondered what would be the, the, the reaction. Well, it, it, there was a reaction, and I got it from both sides. But nonetheless, I believe that. Family Research Council President Tony Perkins, I mentioned him yesterday. He said, not only is this language light years more radical than the justices ruling seven years ago, cracking down on parents, charities, adoption agencies, teachers, Christian schools, counselors, Bible-believing professionals, the government would be declaring open season on anyone who believes in marriage as it's always been, the union of a man and woman. This is where we are today my friends, and it is unsettling, but we know that God is in control. Mormon Church, as I said, New York Times ran in a headline yesterday, Mormon Church backs bill. There's a lot going on, a lot of people are making up their mind, changing their mind, and so on. But I will tell you, First John chapter 4, verse 1 says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. This, of course, is the word of the Lord. It always applies, but it applies so significantly in our time because so much of this, the marriage thing, the abortion thing, is being done in the name of the Lord. And you say, surely not, Gary. Yes, it is. Nancy Pelosi, who's stepping down, but... Nancy Pelosi has constantly used the Lord, and she's made up verses for climate change, for to be pro-abortion, on all of the marriage 
All of these issues, many of these people have tied it to Scripture. So be discerning. Thanks for being with me today, and thank you for your support. We need it. It's, uh, it's needed each month. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.